you have your Bibles, turn to Titus chapter 2. I've had a rough week this week. I reckon I had a sty on my eye. And y'all know what a sty is. I woke up Tuesday morning and looked at that death come a-walking. I looked in the mirror and I said, boy, you ugly this morning. So I told myself, when I get off work, I'm going to go by the four-way stop sign up yonder. And I said, if there's anybody out there working, I'm going to get out. You know what to say. You get out and say, sty, sty, am I, I go to the next guy. <laughs> but he said, don't say that. I wouldn't do nothing to nobody like that. And I said, just wait. I'm going to go by in a couple of days and see if any of them catches it. But I didn't. I just had, <clears throat> had fun with them. Titus chapter 2, <clears throat> beginning with verse 11. <clears throat> the Bible says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the, presence, in the present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that we might redeem, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good work. <clears throat> These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Our most gracious Heavenly Father. Lord, as we come to you once again, we're thankful for this another opportunity to be back in your house tonight. We pray, Lord, as Brother Martin was talking about, we pray for our team that's gone to Kentucky. I pray, Lord, that you just bless them. But, Lord, I pray that the people up there, that you just bless them even more because they, there's many up there who don't know you as their personal Savior. We'd like to see them get saved this week. We'd like to hear our team come back and talk about those who got saved because... A lot of them don't think don't seem to think that there's much hope for them. But Lord, as long as you're in their life, that's all they need, and you'll there, you'll be there, and you'll take care of them in the good times and in the bad times. If they'll just turn that life over to you, be a, let our our young people be a blessing to the young people up there, Lord, this coming week. It's in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Here we look in these verses right here. I get to thinking about the kind of salvation that I wanted when I got saved. The kind of salvation you wanted when you got saved. You know, when uh, we get to thinking sometimes, you know, I believe some of the younger generation, I believe, uh, I believe, they, want, want, uh, I believe they really want to see the power of God move. But so many churches today, the power of God doesn't get to move in them freely because people just don't want it to happen. But when the real thing happens, that's what they want. And, that, and, and that's when I got saved. When you got saved, you know that when you got saved, you wanted a, a kind of salvation that would, was based on the Word of God. As we look in the Scripture here, it talks about the Christian life, life here. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. The, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be standing here today. If it wasn't for the grace of God, you wouldn't be here today. Because we've stumbled and we fall and we've done, we've done a lot of things in our life, but thanks to God and for the, who He is and the salvation that we have and the one that, that, that have saved us and the one who, who said, this is what I'm going to accept if you're going to be saved and you're going to be a child of God, that's God. He has the authority to say what is right and what is wrong. 
So it's through him, and, and we see the man's religion, as I was thinking when I was going to seminary school, I got, I got a doctorate degree in uh, divinity, <clears throat> but I don't have a doctor's degree in theology. And the reason why I didn't want a doctor's degree in theology is I don't know, I don't want man to tell me what God's got in store to tell me. When we read God's Word, God reveals to us what He wants to reveal to us. And sometimes we might look at it ten times, might be fifteen times, and all of a sudden it's just like something slaps you in your face, and you say, I know what God meant in those scriptures right there. And, and, and that's the reason why I didn't want to know what man thought. Because God has not changed His mind about sin. It's still sin. And the only way you're going to get to heaven is still through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It ain't some other way, some other fashion or something else going on. So man's religion and theology may change over the years and their ideas. And, and that's one thing that, that you, you'll run into around, around here and other places is if you get around people long enough, you see the way they think and they think this sin's all right and that sin's all right, but but as I said, sin, sin. They don't speak about certain things or preach on certain things because they're afraid they're going to offend somebody. But you know, a lot of times I hear through the grapevine that they are, they don't have no problem with some of the things. They don't have no problems with drinking. They don't have no problems with this other stuff and all that goes on. And they's even in some of the seminary schools and all now. There's people in there teaching seminary school that I, I've been told of that I didn't experience from them that really don't believe the Word of God. And if they don't really believe the Word of God, they certainly don't need to be preaching in seminary schools. I mean, when it comes time and God tells you to go to preach for a church or a church calls you there, and God needs to tell you when it's time for you to live. I mean, to live. God needs to tell you when it's your time to leave. When he, said, when he says, all right, I want you to leave, you can leave. But a lot of people nowadays, they, they just go here for a little while, and they'll go in the, in the preaching room. They call it looking for greener pastures. Because I know it's going to shock y'all and hard for y'all to believe, but some people want every bit of money they can. They're greedy. And I always thought this way. I always thought that as a pastor that... Uh, if the average person in the church didn't make but X amount of dollars, that's all the preacher ought to be paid. And But some people don't think that. They think that, I mean, they've got some that's got airplanes, they've got some that's got all kinds of things, and they fly everywhere and do everything. <clears throat> but let me get back on this here. I don't know how I got chasing that. <clears throat> but as generations go by, sometimes their ideas and their thinking change on the, and the theology about the Word of God. And as in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, it talks about the salvation that is based on the eternal Word of God. The eternal Word of God. God always has been and always will be. His Word has always been standing. It's going to stand when the end of time comes. It's nothing that nobody can do about God to God to change His mind about anything. He's not going to change His mind about sin uh, it don't matter what theology people has, God's still got his own mind and they, can't, they ain't going to argue with him and cause him to, to forgive this or forgive that because sin is sin. If God, was to, if, uh, if God wasn't uh, going to do, uh, if sin was still sin today, the same sin today as it was when Solomon and Gomorrah was destroyed, God would have to go back and apologize to him, but it's still sin. 
And it's by the grace of God the way things going around all around the world today that ain't no more Solomon Gomorrah's been destroyed than what there is because of the ungodliness. <clears throat> but when I got saved and you got saved, we wanted a salvation that was based on the Word of God. You can live by it and you can die by it. Any answer you want, you can find in the Word of God. If you've got a problem in your life, you can look to the Word of God and you can find the answer. <clears throat> It's good to know that we can look into scriptures when we feel down and out and bad. We can look into scriptures and it can tell us about how good God is. And how good the Lord is. And, and how much God really loved us. And I think at times we take for granted if we just sit back and realize the way we've done, even after we've been saved, some of us, the things we've done, why God still loves us. Or maybe why God gives us a second chance. And some people probably wouldn't admit it, but wonder why God even puts up with them. But we see that salvation, based on the Word of God, a change a person's life. If they take the Word of God and they're, they're saved and they look through these scriptures and they see the Word of God, what God expects us, the life for us to live... And the things that we're supposed to do, I mean, the Scripture tells us when we accept Him as our personal Savior, He says, I'll throw you, you know, as far as the east is from the west. He says, I'll never bring it up. I'll never forsake you. And Jesus says, stick close to us in a brother. It's good to know that the Lord won't bring them back up again. But you know who will? <clears throat> that old devil. Things get going real good in your life. And that's a fact. You get doing stuff for the Lord and, and doing what God wants you to do, the old devil, he's going to be bothering you. He's going to come up and he's going to jump up on your shoulder and he's going to bring up the past, maybe before you was even saved. Do you really think, Hillary said, well, do you really think you're really saved? I know that happens to a lot of people from time to time. But you know, sometimes an old devil does me that way. I just... Uh, Remind him of his future. I said, now, devil, said, uh, I've done, my sins have done been took care of by the blood of Jesus. God's wrote my name down in heaven. I'm a citizen in heaven. I'm somebody now. And you just might as well go and leave me alone. And then I say, because your future is eternal hell. You're going to burn forever. He don't stick around when you throw it back to him. When you make a stand for God and you throw it back to the devil, he won't stick around. Sometimes, you know, we get to the point where we just ain't got time. You know how the devil, he'll just get to bothering you and he'll get to bothering you. But I know that's why I want a salvation based on the Word of God because I know that I could call to God. We can call to God and ask Him anytime we have a need, anytime we need help, we can call on Him. I want a salvation that would take care of my sin. You wanted a salvation that would take care of your sin, whatever sin was in your life. It doesn't matter if you was a morally good person. If you was lost, you was a sinner. And there's either two people that's going to be uh, enemies of God or the people who love God. In this whole world today, you're either going to be a Christian that loves God. If you don't love God, you're an enemy. You might say, well, I don't hate God. Well, you must, because if you didn't, you'd be saved. 
God don't know what you're waiting for. God don't know no better time. God don't know. He certainly don't know no better way because you can't get to heaven any other way through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's the only way you're going to get there. Because the Bible says, you know, there ain't going to be no robbers in heaven. Ain't going to be no thieves in heaven. Ain't nobody going to be able to get in there just any way. Because the Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It doesn't matter how good and morally a person is. But no one can can forgive sin but God. I mean, people, this is my, since you've got saved, that old life's passed away, that old man's passed away and all. How I many people you run across, old friends or somebody that remembered how you used to be? How ungodly you used to live? And before you know it, they'll be talking about the good, what they think was the good old days. But our good old days is ahead of us. We might go through a rough time here on the, in this world of sickness, of all kind of problems going on. But our best is yet to come. And we look and see how the ungodly crowd's living, and they seem to be doing real nice and good. They got everything they seem to want, everything they seem to need. And they're lost, living for the old devil. But he's giving them the best that he can right now, because they ain't no future when it's gone. When the last breath leaves their body, their next breath's going to be in hell. Our best is yet to come, but nobody can forgive sin but God. Not your preacher, not the priest, not the Pope. The only <clears throat> hope that we got in a priest right now is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He's our high priest right now. He's our high priest. He was a prophet, now he's our high priest. He's not our king yet because he don't have his kingdom, but when the Lord comes back and carries the children home and God. And uh, the millennial reign and all takes place and we come back down here to, to the earth. Jesus will have his own kingdom then. And then he'll be our king. But right now he's our high priest. He's interceding for you. He's interceding for me. When we stumble and fall, we can call on him and say, Lord, forgive me. I've done this. I've done that. He go to the Father and plead our case. God forgives sin. But it takes the blood of Jesus to wash that sin away. Even if it was just one drop, it would wash away the sins of the world. But Jesus didn't stop on one drop. When Jesus does things, he does it all the way. And as Christians, that's the way we need to be. When we do something for God, we do something for the Lord, we need to do it the best of our ability all the way. All the way. First John chapter 1, verse 7, the blood is of Jesus Christ, His Son, God's Son, cleanses, cleanses us from all sin. Not somebody in a room, a high priest. Preacher can't save you. Priest can't save you. Nobody else can save you. Only Jesus Christ, our Lord. They can lead you to the direction. But that blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us is what saves us. And our faith in Jesus Christ... If it wasn't for God's mercy and grace, some of us would never have had that opportunity. But because of that mercy and grace, yes, the blood of Jesus would take care of sins. As a song we as a song we sang, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And the salvation that we got, the salvation that we wanted, we had to accept Jesus as our personal Savior. And know that He'd take care of our sin. And He'd wash our sin away. And know that we that our Heavenly Father would look at us and wouldn't see the sin in our life no more. Because it's been covered by the blood. I believe when you and I, or and I got saved, I believe... Jesus wrote, when our name was written down in heaven. It might have been wrote in his in blood. As I've said before, we nobodies down here. A lot of people don't know us. A lot of people don't care about us. But when we, in heaven, when our name was written down, we became somebody. We was adopted into the family of God. They say that adopted children have more rights than your own children. So I guess that's why we join ours with Jesus. What's his is his. What's his is ours. I want a salvation that I can enjoy. I don't have to worry about going around here and and not being able to enjoy. I didn't want a religion that was going to burden my soul so bad and make me feel so miserable I was afraid afraid to do anything. I mean, because... We we laugh and we cut up in, in, in here and all. And we enjoy it. And I believe God enjoys it. But there's some people, I believe there's some people afraid to get saved because they're worried about they're going to be giving up so much they ain't going to enjoy themselves. And then the worst thing I ever heard, and it really bugs me today, is when it talks about in the Bible about predestination. And people says, well, I don't go to church because the Bible says... That we're predestinated. God already knows who's going to be saved and who's not. So why should I go to church? Why should I get saved? I look at him telling this way. Yeah, God knows if you don't get saved, you're going to hell. You're predestinated there. If you get saved, you're going to heaven. And then they say, if God's such a loving God, He won't send me to hell. I said, you send yourself there. God ain't send, don't send nobody to hell. It's the choice they make. It's the choice you made. It's the choice I made. I made the choice on living for God. And the salvation that I wanted was through God. What God had to offer us. <clears throat> I want salvation. I want salvation that I can feel when the, Lord, when the Holy Spirit starts moving. I'm not bound by anything. If I want to raise my hands and shout or sh- say hallelujah or run the aisles or whatever, I, or a smile. I used to just smile sometimes. Because I used to be real shy. I know it's hard to believe. Y'all look at me and say, there ain't no way. But I did. I used to be shy. I couldn't sit and talk to a girl. Do you, know, you can ask my wife. I, when I asked her to go with me, I got in the car and tried to crank the car with a set of keys that went to the car at the house. I wasn't even in the right car. I was so nervous and shy. <clears throat> but I ain't that way no more. God put me in some places to work now and some of the things that went on around it. <clears throat> it gets you out of it quick. <clears throat> I want a salvation that, make, that when I pray, I enjoy praying because I know God's listening. And whatever our need is, when we pray, we know God's listening. We know God hears it. We know that He's going to take care of it. Pray about it. Forget about it. 
Because that's that. God's going to take care of that need. It's going to be in His time. It's not going to be in my time. It's not going to be in your time. But I, but we, a salvation that we can enjoy not only praying, we could witness to others and tell others about the Lord. Even in the Bible, when when the, John the Baptist and and all the other disciples and all, when they uh, witness to people, some of them end up getting in trouble and getting thrown in jail and different stuff and. And, uh, and But they still witnessed and told other, others about the Lord because they believed in it. And I believe I made the right choice. Don't you think you made the right choice? Because when we can pray, sometimes you can pray when you get up, whether it's at the altar or wherever, you can feel that that burden's gone. You can, you'll feel that the Lord heard your prayer and everything's going to be all right. I believe that's what makes this choir. I'm going to brag on our choir, right? I mean, I was, that week we was up here picking, and sometimes if you need to just if you just go by there sometime, just sit outside there and listen to him. I ain't seen it because he's on the front row, but but boy, they sound good. Sometimes I believe they get sounding better and better the more they sing. But while they sing, it's not to please you or please me. It's to uplift the one who loved him. The one who died on the cross. Our Heavenly Father, God in heaven, that loved us enough to send His Son down here to die on the cross. I told one of them one, one day, I said, Y'all sound like, like a bunch of angels, but I don't know about them people back there behind you in the back. But they, but they do. They did sound good. And, and I believe when you hear people sing, you can tell if it comes from the heart. You can tell if it comes from the heart. I want a salvation that would make me love others. It would make me forgive others. And that's the way Jesus done me. He loved me enough to die on the cross. He loved me enough to forgive me of my sin. And I should be able and willing to do the same. Love everybody regardless if they love you or think anything of you or if they're your enemy. You know, when we pray... At night or pray in the morning, pray for everybody, pray for our loved ones, pray for our co-workers, even pray, I even pray for the ones who don't care about me, don't love me, enemies of God, pray for everybody in the whole world, that one day they'll realize that God, I wanted to, I want to love God like he loved me, loved me, and if, just think, if, if we love God like he loved us, if we loved Jesus like he loved us, what would this world be like today? What would this church be like today? What would we be like today? Because they first loved us. God first loved you and me. He looked down through time and he sent Jesus down there on this old earth to die that we might be saved. We need to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, you know... Most time we're closer than our real fam, our regular family. In some cases, I wanted salvation that make me forgive those who've done me wrong. Because if I can't forgive them, why should I expect God to forgive me? Why should I have the nerve to, when I pray, say, "Lord, forgive me of my sin that I did today," if whether I know it was a sin or not? I don't feel like if I can't forgive somebody, I don't feel like I ought to be asking the Lord to forgive me if I can't forgive somebody. I want a salvation that will take 
me to heaven. Just like the Word of God says. As that old song says, Lord, I want to be in that number when the saints come marching in. You know, we can't comprehend what heaven really looks like. But I know it's a beautiful place. I heard us. This man tell him one time that his uh, mother was passing away, and I, I, I reckon it was true because there was, was some preachers and I was talking about it. Said that uh, he said I seen your daddy last night. You what? They said, well, I seen your daddy last night. He said, what you talking about? He said, I seen a vision of what heaven was like. He said, your daddy was wearing them overhauls like he always wore. He said, he even took me to the place where our whole family is going to be sitting around that supper table. Not long after she told him that, <clears throat> she passed away. Before she passed away, I believe she seen the angel that was coming to take her away. Because there was nobody standing there and said, she told him, she said, let the lady in behind you. Let the man behind you. I think it's let the, let the gentleman behind you. Come on up. And a lot of us have witnessed when the loved ones pass away. They might be in pain. The last breath, they have a smile on their face. That's the way Karen's father was. Had a stroke. Couldn't talk good or nothing. Couldn't, couldn't talk to you or respond or nothing. But he opened his eyes. His last breath with a big smile on his face. He, his eyes might have been getting dim, but he's seen, I believe, the Lord coming after him. And it was his time. When life preceding, I want a salvation that I know that when it comes my time, I'll be ready to go and heaven will be waiting on me. I want a salvation that'll get us stirred up Get us to shouting. Just think, when the last breath leaves on this earth, when you take your next breath as you go into those pearly gates, you can say those words about death. You can say those words, as the Scripture says, let me see if I'm... In the, over in the book of... Uh, no, I can't. I ain't got it wrote down here. I want a salvation that when when I can walk through those pearly gates, I can say, "Death, where was that sting? Where was that sting of death and grave? Where was your victory?" As we walk in the gates of heaven, when it's our time to go, I hope that everybody can say that. I hope everybody here tonight could say. That's the kind of salvation that they want. To know that God loves them. Jesus died for them. Their sins have been washed away. God forgave them of all their sin. Never bring it up again. And when the time comes, there's no sting of death and there's no victory for that old grave. Ain't no grave going to hold you down. Everybody stand, Brother Mark. What you saw. <clears throat> <clears throat> Altar's open if you need to pray.